Welcome everybody to another episode of Control Group. We've got an episode of The Cinders of Winter, a Game of Thrones inspired take on Powered by the Apocalypse game by username Phalorn. I am your GM or Grand Meister, Dennis Veray, and with me I have Marcus, I played Marla Corbray and Galvin Stone. Nicholas Hobbs, I play Silas Oakhart and Elias Sand. Hadley Singer, and I play Roger the Red and. Regal Sunspot. And when we last left off, blood was spilled. Rogvir had seen his own demise in a vision. Galvin got his sword dirty. And Ruthelia Sand got one of his own flowers dirty. <laughs> Boing! Yowza! We return to the Dragon Pit Coliseum. On the battlefield, we see Silas Oakhart taking position. Uh, the crowd cheering for his display earlier of <laughs> mortally wounding Di- Dwyer Harwell. Um, but they they love this this big hulking man. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Across from him, we see another knight in green and yellow armor. Upon his breastplate, the figure of a man holding a bow itself. Silas's opponent is Samuel Tarly II. Oh no, he's all grown up. (laughs) What is this, what is this bout? Is it jousting? Is it, what is the... What is the it's contest? just a full-on. It's a full-on fight until submission. Ooh. So it's a it's a it's a bladed battle or whichever weapon you prefer. All right. Silas would like to. He puts up his hands and hushes the crowd. <laughs> <sighs> and then he would like to walk forward to uh, Sam Tarley. A, a distance away, but enough so that he can hear him. Yeah, so Sam Tarley stands there. Uh, He doesn't have the figure of his father. He's much leaner, but a a good height to him. A a chiseled jaw, a scruffy beard, but the same black hair. Oh, cool. Alright, well, (laughs) Silas is going to raise his visor and say, You may not know me, knight, but I know what your house would stand for. Samuel II hasn't raised or put on his helmet yet, so he looks at you, his helmet still in his cupped in his right arm. Oh, I remember you. You're that knight of eternal spring that has his head so far up his ass that he won't really do anything for his people. You have not been in the reach long, my lord. You care more for this festering city of gold than you do for the green fields of the Reach. And I ask you now, will you yield to the future? <laughs> God, do you even hear yourself? And then Silas just slams his visor down and pulls, <laughs> draws a sword and his flail, and his flail has uh, the chain of which is thorns. <laughs> All right, dual wield him, hell yeah. As Samuel II is slowly putting his helmet on, he postulates, I don't even really see why you're so upset, so 
what if I manipulated a little bit of coin out of King's Landing to secure that Bronn would give the Reach to our family? If only the people of the Reach were so concerned with gold as you are. I don't know what you think has changed here in Westeros. Nothing yet, and then Silas will charge. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right. Is this uh, an ambush or a threaten? Or a... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go with an ambush. Ambush or threaten. So roll plus edge for him. Because you are cutting him off guard. Come on, rolls being my favorite today. Nine. Okay. Uh, with a nine, you get to choose one of the following. Samuel II can get the hell out of your way. He can barricade himself in, give you something you think you want. Uh, He can back off calmly, hands in the air. Or he can tell you what you want or what you think you want to know. So is he just on the field by himself? Or are there other people around him? Yeah, no, this is like, your battle is officially starting, so it's just the two of you. Um, I'd like to see him cower a little bit, so he can, uh... (laughs) He can start to to retreat. He still hasn't put his helmet on, as he's still trying to pontificate the moral differences between the two of you. Silas would like to try and swing for that helmet with his foil. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. As he's dodging out of the way, uh, you're able to knock the helmet straight out of his arms, like a basketball being swatted away. (laughs) As Samuel II does a little somersault to grab his sword off the ground. Um, and then holds it up in opposition to you, Silas. And Silas will, will bellow, You will be charged for the crimes your family has done against the rich. You don't understand, Silas. This world won't be one with your niceties. Uh, Silas doesn't give a fucking noise. He's just gonna, gonna keep attacking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, both of your large swords kind of cling in the air as the sparks ignite off them. The sparks coming off the Tarly sword um, are their usual kind of orangish and reddish and ember, but you're noticing the sparks flinging off of your Silas. Your sword Silas are green in nature, which is getting a bit of an ooh and ah from the crowd. Hell yeah. So our swords are uh, clashed together? Yeah. You're at that, like, clash together really close position? Silas um, would like to drop his sword <laughs> and... Swing around the swords and hit, try to hit uh, Tarly the, with the, with a the flail. All right, roll to take by force. Ah, five. <laughs> Damn. As you drop your sword, um, and just leave your own fail. Tarly is quicker than you think he is, as he's able to block the flail. As he steps on your sword that you've dropped on the ground, um, he kind of uses the length of his sword as he kind of pushes it towards your chest and your armor to back you up a couple of feet, the length of the sword. See, if you play nice, you don't get what you need. You see this crowd around you as you you kind of listen to the crowd cheering. Um, they've been real excited ever since the bloodshed you were able to draw from Dwyer earlier in the tournament. A coward such as yourself would never know what it is to hold a sword such as that. Uh, and Silas is going to draw his dagger. And so you got a dagger and flail combo. As Samuel II nods, like he understands your little poke at him, he's going to flip the broadsword around and grab it by the blade itself uh, as he's seemingly handing you his sword. Okay. (laughs) Take it then, if you think you're so good with it. I was talking about my sword, is what I was saying. (laughs) Oh, Um, sorry. He's still standing on it. Yeah. 
Um, Silas will uh, just swing at his sword with his flail. So he's trying to knock it out of his hands. So there's no re- no recourse but to grab my sword. <laughs> Samwell is kind of unflinching. He knows he doesn't want to give you this sword. So he's kind of holding steady here on top of your sword. As your flail is connecting with his sword, we can watch as it chips away a little at his sword. I'm not going to give it to you as easy as that. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to rush him. <laughs> gotta get close. I got close-handed <laughs> weapons right now. <laughs> All right. Uh, roll the take by force for nine. Yeah. All right. With a nine, you get to choose two, and the enemy chooses one. So you can take definite hold of the situation, or probably your sword. You can take definite hold of. Mm-hmm. You suffer little harm. You inflict terrible harm, or you oppress this mayor scattered. I would like to first suffer little harm by throwing my dagger. Uh, at Sam, like, scraping his ear or something. Yeah. And then, uh, want to take control of the situation by, uh, shoulder-tackling him out of the way and grabbing my sword. The dagger clips his ear, uh, slicing off a bit of his earlobe. Uh, as he goes to hold the now-bleeding ear, you rush in for a full-body tackle against Samuel II. You both tumble around a little bit, but as you tumble around on the ground of the Colosseum floor. I'm gonna have him choose to take definite hold of the situation as he is now on top of you. As he is uh, beating down upon you. I would like you to roll. I would like you to roll. We're gonna be using one of the peripheral moves for the first time, as I don't really roll dice in the system. Uh, We're going to have you roll to suffer harm, so I'm going to have you roll plus the current amount of harm you have now. Uh, So if I have none? Yeah, then you're going to roll just 2d6 and hope it's low. Cool. And Silas' ability is Juggernaut, so he takes minus 2 to all suffer harm rolls. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Which is good, because he got a 5. Alright, perfect. That's Um, a 7. Oh, never mind. Yeah, 5 total, Hadley, you son of a bitch. Sorry, shit. Uh, but... I'm in the middle of battle. <laughs> Hang on, but can I talk about the technicalities of this in the middle of your battle? <laughs> Luckily, Silas was able to get his helmet on at the beginning of the match. So as Sam is busting down with these blows and his armored gauntlets against you, Silas, he's really just roughing up the helmet as the visor like slowly falls off of Silas's head, revealing his face. But that's like... Samuel has tired himself out with the punches to get the helmet off. As Silas uh, got his sword. My sword. <laughs> so I would say you're about like two feet away from the sword. Like you're both unarmed at the moment just from the tackle and rolling around. But I'd say yeah, like you're you're a foot away from your flail which is above you and then your sword is two feet behind Sam who's on top of you. So Silas wants to try and put his arm between Sam's crotch and pull him <laughs> forward um, so that his so that he lands sort of on the flail. Um, not okay. harming him, but that he's in a position that I could then choke him with the with the <laughs> with the flail. <laughs> Hurting myself, right. but also him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. Um, you're both gonna take a harm from this <laughs> as you're what we affectionately called in high school monster cocking him yes. by lifting him up Such from, a monster his, cock. from his <laughs> from his crotch, um, leveling him on your own flail. 
Um, you both scatter, kind of grabbing your weapons, as Samuel is able to grab your flail, and you're able to grab your sword. And you're both just kind of back at, like, readied positions, both pointing your weapons at each other. <sighs> you're a bit tougher than I thought you would be. So this is a, it's got a lot of quips going on right now, I don't think he needs any more. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Silas uh, is just going to try to back him into a corner, so he's going to, like, poke at him like he's a fucking animal. Yeah, luckily you have the reach on him with your sword against yeah. the flail. So as you kind of wildly swipe at him, Sam is able, he's backing closer and closer to one of the walls of the, the tournament coliseum. What, is, what does it matter to you? What is the reach to you? Everything! <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to try and, like, grab him by the throat. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, yeah, I say you do that. You're not much taller than Samuel II, but you're able to lift him off the ground a little bit from the throat grab. And I'm going to try and butt him in the head with the, the base of my sword. <laughs> the hilt. Uh, roll to take by force. Seven. Goddamn low rolls. <laughs> you just got to roll like Rogvir. All right. So you can do two and I get to do one. You can take a definite hold of the situation. You can suffer little harm. You can inflict terrible harm. Or you can press dismay. Or scattered. Um, I imagine that he's probably trying to hit me with a flail, so I'd like to take yeah. little harm from that. Like he's, he's okay. it's like he doesn't have the quite the reach because my shoulders are so big. Uh, <laughs> just kind of hitting, yeah, bouncing he, off it. Yeah, he essentially he's, he's wrapped around you, kind of. So he kind of like hits your armor on the side. Um, so it like it bruises a rib. So you're gonna take one harm from that. Um, and then I want to uh, inflict terrible harm by butting him with the hilt of my sword and trying to blind him. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, I'm going to have you just do a, a regular 2d6 roll for me. Seven. Right. Can't get higher than uh, a fucking seven today. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> you bring down the butt of your sword as we watch the the hilt impact with Samuel II. As you raise up the sword to see what you have done, you've kind of hit him on the right side of his face. As we can see, like, massive amounts of bruising on his face as he, you've broken the occipital bone on the right side of his face. His eye is a little wonky now, but he's bruised. Um, I, I, I submit you win. You win. You win. Then Silas... Is got one, uh, he wants to slice him at the, at the at the knee so he can hit skin but not killing him. <laughs> I'm gonna have you. I'm gonna have you roll for suffer harm again. So roll plus the harm you have. Oh, okay. For me, um, it's for him. But since I can't roll, you're determining what you actually do to him. So ten. You drop your sword into his leg, and with the ten plus. You do a little more damage than you're expecting. As you drop your sword, we watch as the sword itself drops completely through the kneecap and the knee of Samwell. Pinning him to the ground. The- <laughs> yeah, he is essentially pinned to the ground by the length of your sword and unable to move. As the, the referee from the tournament comes and he's pushing you off and like, he already submitted, let go of him, as you turn back to a cheering crowd for you. Hey, Silas is going to say, he's going to bellow to the crowd, I always knew I'd make him kneel! <laughs> oh. 
As, yeah, Samuel's not, like, essentially kneeling. He's just got this weird slumped-over position over your sword. Screaming. He's screaming. <laughs> and there's, like, a couple people in the audience right now, and they're, like, clapping, and they're like, that was a good one. Good job. Good pun. <laughs> yeah, in the stands, Regal, Sunswelter, you're there, still chilling with House Forester, having a good couple of drinks. As Elena Forrester, Roderick's wife, is going to turn to you, Regal. It's just, I can't, I can't understand all the, all the senseless bloodiness of it all. I thought we were, I thought we were past all that. I don't think we ever have been, and I don't think we will get over it. I think it's too ingrained into what we know. I'll, I'll drink to that as she raises her glass and expectantly waiting for you to cheers her. I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna, can I observe a person? Yeah, of course. I'm gonna observe a person. What is it, sense? Yes, it's plus sense. Alright, let's see what he's got here. He got a nine. Okay, with a nine, you're able to ask one question. Only one fucking question? Alright, well, what what was it? I'm sorry about that. (laughs) (laughs) Nine's a big roll, goddammit. (laughs) <laughs> it is but it's not a 10 Damn plus <laughs> okay, I'll take one question you can ask is she telling the truth uh, what is she really feeling what does she intend to do what does she wish you'd do and how could you get them to blank okay well I've still got a hold in my back pocket so I might use it okay yeah you can ask two questions I might I might I don't know if I want to use it yet but <laughs> okay um, I'm not I'm not taking it away from don't you take, don't take don't take away my whole <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, get away! I want to keep my hold. What does she want me to do? Um, she wants you to cheers and just have a have a really good time. That's it. <laughs> Think she's fun. There's no there's yeah. no ulterior motive. All right. I'll... I mean, yeah, but you haven't asked that question. <laughs> Is okay. Fine. I'll use my hold. What's the ulterior motive? <laughs> What's really going on here? You've noticed ever since you've been sitting in the. Forrester's side that Elena hasn't really taken her eyes off of you. Um, she's barely paid attention to her husband, Roderick. Oh my god, I uh, knew it. I'm gonna cuck this guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, Game of Thrones and then I look at her and I say, Say, baby, you wanna go back to my place? <laughs> no, that's not what I say at all. That is the worst thing I could possibly say. Please, please just forget that I ever said that. Um... <laughs> Say, fair maiden. Say, fair maiden. Dost thou wisheth, <laughs> milady? Um, I'm going. I'm going to cheers to her. Um, you cheers, and then she does that. You know the the drink you do at a wedding with your bride, where you link arms and drink your cup. Yeah. She kind of tricks you into that. Oh shit! But it's like really clumsy too. So like, I spill a little bit on her. As she uh, she giggles as uh, Roderick watches on. Uh oh. Not but three feet away from you. Oh, shit. <laughs> we cut back to a hallway just outside of the champion's chamber. We see Sir Bareth Harwell um, just kind of kneeled down with his back to a wall, kind of doing a deep squat with his, his hands wrapped around his head as um, Corbray approaches. And as you approach Marla, you can hear soft sobs coming from Barrow. Sir Harwell. 
<sighs> he um, quickly stands up with a start and uh, wipes away his nose and eyes. Uh, Lady Corbray. Is there news, Sarawa? Um, uh, Dwyer isn't doing so well. The wound was a lot deeper than they thought it was, and, um, oh, they were prepared for scrapes and injuries, but, um, there's something wrong with this. I don't know what it is. Sahawel, I don't think there's any option now. We must go speak to the Tarleys. Just as everyone in the Coliseum saw... It seems Silas has some grievance against their family as well. If you accompany me, we will get an assassin from their brood to help us. Damn, just laying it out there, huh? And create an end <laughs> to Silas Oakheart. He nods, still sniffling. Um, you're, um, you're really up front with all of this, aren't you? <laughs> Damn. Of course. I see no reason to hide anything from one of my allies. Hey there, this is Nick from Control Group. Thank you so much for listening to our incredibly professional and concise productions. While you're listening, we'd appreciate it if you took the time to give us a review, and I'd personally become your new best friend if you shared our podcast with your friends and family. You can follow all of our releases on social media at Control Group Pod. Oh shoot, I think it's back on. Let's get back to listening. To which there are doctors and maesters now split between both Dwyer and Samuel II. Hell yeah. Is Samuel uh, conscious? Yeah, he's he's fine. He's he's having a rough time, but he is conscious. Okay, I'll go up to him and try the same thing, sir. We saw the. <laughs> <laughs> um, sir, sir is right. Sir, sir, Tarly, we saw the events today. It's clear Silas Ocard has some sort of grievance against you. Are you aware of what this could be? Ah, the bastard has. Javelin so far up his ass, you could think it's coming out his mouth. Um, he knows of some past grievances my family has done to his. He's just upset about his standing in the reach. Of course. And I'll like try to, I'll pretend to like think really hard, like, oh, it makes sense now. <laughs> I, I received some information. It, it was. I wasn't sure of its validity, but now it's clear. I learned just this morning that Silas Ocart may attempt to make an attempt on your life. <laughs> what? <laughs> he wouldn't do such a blatant action in front of a crowd, of course, only boast and cripple you, but <laughs> it's clear that as long as he's alive, he may try to make an attempt on you, my lord. Sense, I can see that shining bastard doing it. As um, you watch as Samuel II begins mumbling a bunch, it seems like he's still trying to talk to you, but none of the words are making sense. Does he have like an attendant or something? Does he have anyone who like is his second in command? He seems like he seems like he's agreeing with you. He's there, but um, you're watching as his eyes are kind of glazing over despite the level of his wounds. Okay. Um, is that a condition? Yeah, it is, actually. Okay. Well, I'd like to use his um, almost lack of coherence, uh, I, I don't know, to lean in and tell him, So, Tarly, if you give the order, send an assassin for Silas Oakhart, and I will do the same. 
It's like fucking dying. <laughs> Do it now before you fall unconscious. <laughs> hurry, hurry. I'll, uh, I'll take it. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll do, you, do you one better. I'm gonna take back the reach as he, like, reaches up to your dress and pulls you in closer. I'll take back the reach from that smug bastard. As one of the maesters working on Samwell's knee lifts up a bottle of blood he collected from the wound, a little glasswork beaker, and as he's spinning the blood around, you're watching as this crimson blood has this greenish hue to it. Can, uh, can Silas be him? <laughs> what? <laughs> Essentially, I just want to, <laughs> I want it to yeah, one. No. Tell, maybe, me, tell me what maybe, you want to do. Maybe okay. use my strings uh, on Sam, because I have them. Um, I like to spend mm-hmm. a string to um, do something. Um, <laughs> but then also <laughs> to, uh, to uh, show that Silas is not complicit. <laughs> you poisoned him. <laughs> Silas doesn't know that. Sure. That's the yeah, that's uh, what I wanted to reveal. So. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. When Silas Oakheart walks in um, from so another one of his ma- from another one of his matches, he's progressed to the the final round of the tournament. I would assume Marla kind of backs away from Samuel's body at this point. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Marla backs away and retreats to Bareth Harwell as Silas comes over to. Samwell lying on the little cot they've put him on. The the meister that took that blood is gonna kind of run around his body and step in front of Silas himself, even though he towers over him. I'll, I'll say, worry not, meister. Where is your honor? My honor is intact, meister. I simply came to congratulate this man on a well-fought battle, and I did warn him what would happen. That's That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about this as he's holding up the the green tinted blood in the beaker. I know nothing of your medicinal medicinal ways. And I, I would like wave it away from my face. No, no, it's whatever you put on your sword. I will grab the maester up off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have you roll to shut someone down. All right. <laughs> uh, what is that? The edge? Uh, will. Will. Okay. Damn it. <laughs> Alright, uh, with that four mark experience. Damn it! <laughs> I do not fear cheaters like you. Um, as he's able to wrest himself from your hands and kind of, he falls down to the ground, um, on his, on his butt and kind of scoots back at you. What, what, what exactly are you accusing me of? <laughs> well, I have found trace amounts of poison in this man's blood. Silas is going to walk away from this and head straight towards the five houses out in the field. And my, my handmaids and other people are like, <gasps> as soon as the maester says that. <laughs> yeah, so everyone in the, the champion's room at the moment was able to hear that entire exchange. As Silas walks back to... <laughs> he just walks essentially back on the battlefield. Yeah, he's going to push aside whoever's battling, just like move them out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> they, they had, like, just finished, so, like, we knew the final match was going to be between Silas and Bran of Tarth. Um, <laughs> but but she, like, gets up and she's like, oh, I'm ready for you, whatever. But you, you kind of ignore that and head straight to the five houses. Yes. As the great houses all kind of, like, peek up with interest, um, Edmure's going to be like, uh, what, what is going on? I don't uh, understand. I'll, I'll kneel before, before Edmure and say, my lord, someone has poisoned 
Mr. Tarly, and framed me for it. But we can cut away from the scene. That could be a cliffhanger. <laughs> I mean, Roger should probably get out of his uh his little his little creepy hole at some point. Um, uh, so I think I'm gonna have him finally like after a massive panic attack after seeing his own death. Uh, I'm gonna have him crawl out of his little little hole that he was in. Wait, hang on, but how how long after like do I have to wait for um who was who was investigating everything? Uh the King's Landing Guards were, and then Robin Aaron was around. Are they there. still hanging out? Um it's been about no, I'd say it's been about it's real time, so as the events have unfolded in this episode, that's how long you've been down there. Okay. And as Rockveer kind of like heads out of the storm drain. You can hear voices at the entrance side of the tunnel. Okay. I think I'm going to change faces into one of the. Uh, I think. Can I hide one of the dead bodies and change faces and clothes? <laughs> the bodies are gone. It's just pulls a blood oh, and chill in there. Oh, now. damn. Okay. Uh, I think we're just going to go. Rockveer's going to go for it. He's just, just going to see if he can stroll right out. You kind of. Head back into the courtyard in front of the Dragon's Den Stadium, and I'd like you to hold steady for me. Well, that's going to be plus focus. Is there any particular things that happens in the condition of Doomed? Does Doomed... Is there a specific... (laughs) I mean, I'm going to kill you eventually. Well, yeah, but, like, there's no other, like... There's no other, like... Um, other than, like... It's it's more of a role, like a... It's more of an improv thing. Like, you've been endowed with Doomed, so now... All of his decisions will revolve around the fact that he knows he's going to die at some point okay. and how it's going to. Oh, happen. that's perfect. Okay, five. <laughs> Shit, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, but let's find out. <laughs> Mark experience. Okay. Rockbeer, you're you're not playing it cool. No one can possibly know that you were just in a battle. Um, <laughs> other than like you're obviously hiding your like still a little bit bloodied shoulder. And saying things like, oh, just wasn't in a battle right now. That'd be weird, wouldn't it? <laughs> um, but you notice that a lot of the guards around are still kind of investigating. They're running around flustered. Um, but you do catch eye of something in the courtyard. In a more secluded, uh, treed-off area, you can see two people talking in a whisper. Where Where is this tree exactly? It's in a courtyard, you said? I would say it's, like, southeast of the entrance, like... 60 feet okay, away. but it's not in the arena. Are you saying it's, like, outside? Yeah, it's outside okay. still. Okay, um, in that case, I'm going to... Uh, is there anywhere I can hide to kind of listen in on what's going on? Yeah, I'm saying... You could probably hide around the trees or in the trees, however you'd like to... Oh, I'm going to hide in the trees. <laughs> Alright, I'm going to have you uh, roll plus edge to see if Rockveer can climb a tree. <laughs> probably not, <laughs> but we'll see. Ten. Damn. Alright. Rockveer's... He's really squirrely as a person. Um, so he watches, see, like, gymnast-level Laura Crofts himself into a tree. As we watch the leaves fall over this conversation, Rogvir, you look down, and you can see Sir Robin Aaron, or Lord Robin Aaron, and another woman. You wouldn't know who she is, but you, you've seen her around during these peace talks. Mm. As you, you kind of listen to the conversation, you hear Robin Aaron state, well, as, as long as you have it, that's all that matters to me. And I can get you whatever you need. I can promote your house. I could even option your house off to be one of the 
the great houses if that's what you need. I can promise you literally anything. As she she speaks with a with an uptilt in her voice. And you're sure that this possibly couldn't get back to me? So Robin Aaron embraces with her, bringing her close into his chest. I promise I'll protect you, milady, no matter what. As long as you can keep your promises as well. As you can see her nod in his shoulder and break away. You watch as she hands Robin Aaron a letter and a wax seal stamp. Mm. Every fiber of my being thinks that Rogvir wants to jump out of the tree right on top of him. <laughs> I kind of want, want to get that note and run. Just steal it from Yeah, him? <laughs> I want to steal it and run. Okay, um, roll, roll the ambush. Fuck yeah. Which is ed- edge? Yes. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> I got a five. All right, um, mark experience. <laughs> I'm on my way. To another level. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, with a five, Rogvir, you <laughs> you fall out of the tree. You lose your footing on a weak branch as it snaps. You tumble down to the ground, and you're gonna take one harm from oh, this. God. <laughs> I'm like two harm away from dead. <laughs> as Robin Aaron is gonna put his arm in front of the woman and draw out his personal sword. While pointing it at you, uh, who goes there? I think he's he's gonna he's gonna like go into a, like a fetal position, and like put his hands over his ears and just like hide in the bush in fetal position or wherever he is. And, like if he, if they can't see if the, I, I don't see them, they don't see me. Attitude. Yeah, I'd say you you a bush was able to break your fall. Um, that's why you didn't take more harm. As the woman kind of grabs on tightly to the back of Robin Aaron. Robin Aaron just turns around to her. That concludes everything. We'll talk after the tournament, I promise. As they embrace and kiss, Rogvir, you can still see as Robin Aaron leaves the area back towards the Coliseum. This woman really enjoyed that kiss. Um, she feels her own lips where Robin Aaron's used to be. And she begins humming as she strolls Creepy. back to the Coliseum. Oh <laughs> that wasn't like a mmm... Yama, that was like a, hmm, is this a, this isn't, shouldn't be happening. Robin Aaron's, isn't he married to somebody? He's been saying that he wants to get with Marla. No. But... Yeah, he's not married. Oh, that's not fair. Would Rogvir know that? Roll, roll, roll to consult some lore. Okay, uh, what is that? Will, yeah. Eight. All right, with an eight, I'm going to tell you something interesting, and then you figure out how to make it work. Okay. Rogvir... Has to remember a lot of faces for his face-changing ability. So he kind of thinks back to all the faces he's seen in King's Landing. And you have seen this face before. Um, you remember it specifically as they were in the room during the peace talks. Um, and you do remember them sitting with House Corbray. Are you suggesting that I walk up to Robin Aaron with Marla's face? <laughs> um, not at all. <laughs> As a DM to a player. <laughs> <laughs> cool. <laughs> Table talk. Okay, well then it's going over my head. That's good. It could be used for later. You could just kind of keep that in your little mental bake and just chill out in the bush, I guess, if you want. It's all brown now. 
Fuck, yeah, I guess he's... Right now, he might just take a nap in the bush. Too much for today. <laughs> Alright, I love it. We cut back to Silas Oakhart in front of the great houses as uh, Robin Aaron kind of joins the, the rest of the four. What's what's going on here? I yield to your will, my graces. He was finishing a sentence. <laughs> as as Gendry is the only one who speaks up, uh, how do we know that you yourself didn't poison the sword and are now just trying to save your own ass? For one, I don't think that makes a whole lot of sense. <laughs> but, for <laughs> another, you know... And I believe I've shown you that I hold esteem honor above all things. And so I, I am submitting the, my, my entire life in your hands as I admit, as I, I admit to this crime. And if you believe that, that, I, that I was at fault, then so be it. But I tell you now that I am not. And need I remind you that one of the sun's falter's own was also poison. We've yet to find the culprit. I kind of nod with your words. Yeah, that might manipulate it. I don't, I, I'm trying, telling the truth. I don't know. Yeah, you are telling the truth, and I will say you have a lot of them in your pocket already, so. While you're doing this, Brianna Tarth is also going to come behind you as she puts her arm on your shoulder, as you guys are basically the same exact height. Cool. <laughs> she's She's been a bit winded from the tournament. I think this man stands for great honor. And what we as... Westerosi should be looking forward to in these troubling times. Thank you, my lady. I'll just bow. <laughs> um, she like... <laughs> she's actually gonna knee you in the face while you bow. Oh! oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm no lady. Um, <laughs> Silas will just I... like, won't let the blood trickle. <laughs> <laughs> I, I forfeit this tournament. There's, um, there's no more fight left in me. Just, just give it to this man. Silas will repeat his old edit. Silas Ocott is beholden to no man old. <laughs> I don't... I truly don't do it as a favor. I'd, I'd whoop your ass from here to <laughs> the Stormlands, quite honestly. I just... I'm old. I'm tired. I'm sure... I'm sure Podrick will understand. I don't mean to be rude, but Sam Tarly is dying. <laughs> <laughs> and as Yara's gonna kind of wave you off. I'm I, I'm sure that the Maesters have it all together. But we have some stuff to decide. As the five kind of huddle up and speak. Um, as as they're as they're talking, Silas wants to look at Rufelius and like sort of ask, like, did you do this? Rufelius is there? Yeah. With his eyes, but he's, Rufelius doesn't yeah, say Yeah, he's like right above them in the stand, so he's nearby. But Rufelius, of course, replies nothing with his eyes because that's who he is. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then Rufelius is going to leave as well. He leaves. They they break from their huddle, and you can tell that Edmure was easily outvoted somehow. <laughs> um, um, as Edmure speaks to you, we'll look into the poisoning. In the meantime, we will declare you the winner of this tournament, Sir Ocart. Uh, congratulations. Sir, uh, uh, Silas will raise his fist and turn to the crowd. Um... But then, and then turn back to the the, the five and, and say, "I relinquish my blade and give them my sword." <laughs> yeah. Um, Edmure takes the what he knows is a poison blade, Still and he's just like very, <laughs> yeah, very careful with it. Um, thank you. We'll we'll give this to a Meister soon. I promise. 
as you kind of take center of the arena to to get more of your cheers, we cut back to the the champion's pit where Samuel II is starting to succumb to the poison. He's struggling, he's sweating a lot. Blood will not stop pouring out of this wound in his knee. Um, as he coughs up blood, he asks for Marla to come closer to him. Okay, I'll do it. <sighs> I have a man. His his name is Part. He If I don't make it, go to Part. Pert will help you with everything you need, so you can take down the Reach. I'll see to it, my lord. As the maesters and doctors work on saving Samuel II's life, a multitude of guards walk in, King's Landing guards, and they begin surrounding Marla and Baroth. As one of the more ornate guards walks in, are... Are you Marla Corbray? Yes, that's correct. What's the meaning of this? Under the rule of the land and the power vested in me by King Bran the Broken, I am placing you under arrest. On what charge? As Robin Aaron busts into the room with a note in hand with Marla Corbray's personal seal on the letter for treason. And that's where we'll end the session. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn. Oh, oh. shit. Wow. Hey Variables, thanks for sticking around to the end of the episode. It's your boy, Dennis, here for some shoutouts and some community highlights. First off, we'd like to thank all of our patrons. This is a special tier you can get on Patreon just by donating at least $3, I think it is, to get a shoutout on the podcast. So first, David. David from Metro Paranormal Cast, thank you so much, always supporting us. Next up, we got Nick Dietz, uh, one of my really good friends. I love him so much, he's the greatest guy ever. Thank you so much. And then we have an anonymous patron who wanted to keep him anonymous, but we love you all the same, whoever you may be. Next up, some community shoutouts. A lot of people have been raising our voices as a podcast together, and I wanted to show that love back to everyone. So I think I'll be doing these announcements, you know, monthly, maybe bi-monthly. So here we go. First and foremost, if you haven't already, go check out our sibling podcast, Adventure Champs. You can follow them at Adventure Champs 1 on Twitter. It's a traditional 5e D&D adventure starring four very silly people and Patrick just trying to keep it together. And if you like that, feel free to also support Jordan, who's in that podcast, and will be guesting on a couple of our episodes in the near future. 
She has a podcast called Party Pals, so if during this quarantine time you've missed partying, and you're not one of those crazy assholes that are going out and partying currently, you can go in and get the vibe for a very specific party as Jordan hosts them. Uh, we had one episode right before quarantine where we all met, and then one episode during quarantine where we partied at home. And now I'll just rattle off some names of some people that have kind of put our voice forward in the community, even though we're so new and we really appreciate it. So thank you, Critical Bits Podcasts, Dice Fiends, Bad Heroes, Ballad of the Seven Dice, Paradise IRPG, specifically Shannon for letting us spam on all of her threads on Follow for Follow Friday and Self Promo Saturday. And then lastly, we'd love to give a shout out to our first friend in the community, Metro Paranormal Cast. Their podcast is so well produced. I really wish I just had, I didn't have ADHD so I could edit like they can. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. If you want to make it into this holy spot of end of the episode ads, please just reach out to us, be our friends, uplift our voices a little, and you'll certainly just end out here. You can also become a patron at patron.com slash control group.